ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Hallelujah. Well, it's testimony time. Are you excited about testimonies? You know, the Bible says that He has given us the oil of joy for gladness and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You may never understand what it means to be in a corner and feel pressed, but there's power to deliver. And this morning, you are also going to find the power in the name of Jesus. So to bring us our testimony this morning, I'd like you to help me welcome on stage our sister, Matilda Dovo, coming all the way from the Zoe Hub. She's also a chorister. Oh, put your hands together for her. Shine service. I don't feel you. I said, put your hands together, please. Hallelujah. Good morning, Matilda. Good morning, church. My name is Matilda Dovo from the Ghana Flag Center and in the Zoe Hub. Beautiful. My testimony is about how I got delivered from the spirit of fear. Wow. When Bishop led us to pray last week. Um, within the week, I, um, I felt there was something on my shoulders, like someone is pressing the hand on my shoulders. And I was feeling so uncomfortable. Whenever I sleep, I feel like I'm going to die. Mm. So I can't sleep. I'll be awake. I'll be playing the podcast in my room, but still, I wasn't seeing anything. But when Bishop led us to pray... When I, did he lead us to pray? Last week, the 3.30. 3.30? Yes, so you're please. talking about the 8 cm. Yes, please. Can you see that the testimonies from 8 cm are overflowing? You are also receiving yours this morning. I said you are receiving yours this morning. So, as Bishop was leading us pray, every prayer point Bishop says, I'll follow and I'll pray. But I didn't know the particular prayer point that delivered me from the spirit of fear. I just connected. And the atmosphere changed my life. Please come again. You said the word, the word? The atmosphere alone. Say that again. The what? The atmosphere. The what? The atmosphere. The what? The atmosphere. The what? The atmosphere. The atmosphere this morning is going to minister something supernatural into your life. Can I get three people to shout a loud amen? The atmosphere alone changed my life. And I felt the heaviness on my shoulders have vanished. I don't know how, but it just went off just like that. Just like that? Just like that. So now you can sleep. Now I can sleep fully. No fear of death. No fear. When I sleep, I sleep. When you sleep, you sleep. sleep. When you sleep, you also sleep. Are you aware that the word of God says that he will give his beloved sleep? Oh, are you aware? Receive good rest in your life. Yes. 
So what do you have to tell us this morning, Matilda? And I used to struggle in doing my quiet time. In bringing someone to church was a problem to me. So because of this spirit of heaviness, this fear, yes. you couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You couldn't do my be quiet. spiritual. No quiet time, no prayers. You couldn't bring anyone to church. Nothing. But after the spirit but left you. After the spirit left me, last week I brought people to church. You see, you are not clapping because you are not spiritual. You are not excited because you are not spiritual. If she stood here to say, someone gave her keys to her house, you jump to your feet and say, I receive it. But you don't see it as a cause to celebrate when she says that because of a certain spirit that left her, she was able to bring people to church. You'll be sharing such testimonies. I said, you'll be sharing such testimonies. People are also going to follow you to church. Can you celebrate God with me this morning? So, so what do you have to tell us, Matilda? Um, I would like to say that let's connect properly. Let's follow the HCM. Let's not sleep. Sleep there. When you sleep, you sleep. But just put an alarm on your phone. Just make it a point that Saturday, dear, I'm waking up at 3.30 to pray. It's a must to pray. It's a must to pray. Can you take this word home this morning? Can I hear the congregation say, it's a must to pray this morning? Oh, I can't hear you. Can I hear you say, it is a must to pray. Put your hands together for such a fantastic testimony. Jesus, my Savior, thanks for choosing me. 
you put your eyes on me, Lord, you never took them off again. You were determined to reach me, Lord. You sent your very best man to reach me. to rescue me oh lord nothing could hold you back my lord you did everything to reach me oh jesus my savior jesus my teacher
but you reach out to save me oh lord thank you thank you oh, oh, oh. thank you for choosing me Hallelujah. Can we give God a well-deserving clap? Hallelujah. Thank God for choosing us. How many of us appreciate God for choosing us to do his work? Amen. Great. So give him a better, a better, better, the best you can give him for choosing you. For choosing you. For choosing you for the work of God. I love the lyrics of the song. Amen. Hallelujah. We are about to hear the word of God. And just as you would go to a wedding or a function and you see the buffet right there before you and yet you've not been called to serve yourself, we are still preparing for the word of God. The man of God has a special word for us this morning. But I still want to whet your appetite. Amen. So please give a clap offering and let me welcome our sister and um, to minister another song to us as we prepare for the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. If that was for me, then give a better hand clap unto Jesus this morning. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Amen. Before you guilty and unworthy How can I be forgiven and holy And I know I break your heart But you promised I could start all over And all the things I've done Place the each and every one into the sea of forgetfulness. You placed all of my sins, for I'm the one who keeps reminding you over and over again. Into the sea of forgetfulness, as far as from the west seventy times seven you've forgiven me and you keep cleansing me and placing my sins into the sea of forgetfulness you welcome me Loving me, and I only need 
to ask And you erase all of my past forever My debts have all been paid And they have all been washed away Into the sea of forgetfulness You placed all of my sins For I am the one who keeps reminding you Over and over again Into the sea of forgetfulness As far as the east from the west Seventy times seven You've forgiven me Into the sea of forgetfulness. As your unfailing love covers me, and on my multitude of sin, as your steadfast love that keeps reminding me I'm forgiven. Into the sea of forgetfulness, you placed all of clapping those at the back I can't see you clapping it is good to clap in the house of the Lord amen all right now so it's time for the word of God ladies and gentlemen there is power inherent in the word of God amen and I believe that the word of God today is going to empower every single soul here this morning amen one thing I love about the servants of God this morning who will be here to share the word is that apart from the anointing on his life, I enjoy the passion at which he serves God. Amen. And week after week, he has instilled that passion into every one of us. And I can testify that my passion for the work of God is beginning to override other things. Amen. So today, God has prepared him to give us another dose of that power. Amen. So if you are excited, if you are ready, if you are prepared to receive power for the ministry, to receive power to go out and teach the word, why not begin to jump? Why not begin to shout? Why not begin to clap? As I welcome to this pulpit, the bishop, 
Edwin, Morgan, Ogo, church begin to shout. excited to be in the house of God. Just show it. Show that you are happy to be in church. Is it a blessing? Is it a blessing? Clap your hands once again. I am excited and I'm happy to see that you are excited to be in the house of God. Can you shout for the last time? Hallelujah. You may be seated. And if you have your copy of Key Facts, please pull it out. This is, you know, when you see anyone who doesn't have a copy of this book and is a member of this church. You are looking at a fake member. Yes. It's not real. It's not a real member. Yes. When somebody wants to propose to you and he comes to say those words, just smile and ask him, Can I see your key facts? And if he manages to find one and it is brand new, he's not correct. <laughs> the key fact we must see should be one with cello tape around the cover. <laughs> yes. Cello tape. Yes. You see, because this is one way of 
knowing that somebody is a genuine Christian. This book, having it and using it to teach others is a way to know that this person has met Jesus. Anyone, you know, there are some things, when you experience them, you cannot stop talking about them. There are certain encounters, when you have them, or certain, can you imagine that last night, if the president of Ghana came to my house to eat, I mean, I will find a verse to use to say it this morning. <laughs> I will find a verse. I mean, I have to say it. Yes. <laughs> I have to say it. So, when you meet Jesus, and you are quiet, it's a sure way to know that you've not met him. Anyone who meets Jesus cannot help. Can't keep it to myself. In fact, in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were warned never to be found talking about that man Jesus in Jerusalem. He said, if we find you talking about that man, the beatings you have received will be like a pat on the back. Never. We are releasing you. But never go about preaching. And Peter, in verse 20 of Acts 4, looked at their faces and said, we cannot. What you are asking us to do is impossible. We cannot. But speak the things we have seen and heard. We can't. If you have truly seen something, you will die for it. Somebody comes and says that, say that this morning Bishop Ogo was not preaching. Saying. I was saying he was preaching. Unless you are saying that I have a mental condition. Is that we cannot but speak of the things we have. Whatever is stopping you from preaching cannot. If you have truly seen God, if you have truly met Jesus, nothing can stop you. Being sad will not stop you from talking about Jesus. So whenever you are quiet, I mean, as you are listening to me, those of you online, if you don't find yourself talking about Jesus, it means that you have not experienced him. Or your experience is sub-optimal. It is below par. You've not met him. You've not met him. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, John was also writing, he said, the things we have seen and heard, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, verse 3, go to verse 3, 
that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Listen, young boy, you, you, God has come your way so you can experience him. Now, now, that experience is not just attending church. It's far bigger than a church service. If your experience with God ends here, then you are joking. You just came for a ride. The God we talk about, we experience him on Monday. We experience him on Sunday evening. We experience him on Wednesday. It's not on Sunday church you come to sit here and say you, you, you are a Christian. We declare what we've heard. So allow yourself to experience God. Allow yourself to have such an experience of God that you can't keep quiet. That is when we call you a witness. Acts 1.8 You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and ye shall be what? I can't hear you. You shall be what? Who is a witness? You talk about, I was there. I saw him. I saw the man slap the girl. I saw it. I saw it. I saw the young man enter the bus. I saw it. My question this morning is, what have you seen? You mean you have seen nothing since you met Jesus? That you can't teach somebody? In this era, everybody is teaching somebody. If you are sitting here and there's nobody you are teaching, you don't, there's nobody you are opening the pages of this book to teach, then you are not a genuine Christian. This is what we are doing now. This is what this church is about. We are now training ourselves to use this book. You should have this book in your bag, in your hand, and you are going somewhere, you are in a church or going to visit Abna Mansa to teach her. Yes. Until you've done that, you are not a proper Christian. Actually, it is teaching we use to know that you have matured. Hebrews 5.12 For when for the time you ought to be a teacher, you have need that another will teach you. And you have become like a baby. You have become like a baby. May you mature from babyhood. I said, may you mature from babyhood. I said, may you one day be seen as a very, very mature believer who, who and, and the evidence of your maturity is not verses you quote, but somebody you can open the Bible to and teach for five minutes, for three minutes, for ten minutes, for twenty minutes. Mature. Because it is dangerous to be a baby Christian. You are no different from an unbeliever. 
And the afflictions of an unbeliever become your affliction. So today, I'm moving on to chapter 2. Last week, I preached about how to become a born-again Christian. And the messages are on my podcast. It's also something a Christian must have. Unbelievers have got pornography. Believers have got podcasts. Unbelievers have got what? Unbelievers have got what? Pornography. A sign that you are a believer is that you have what? When we take your phone, we must see Daggy Ward Mills podcast. We must see Edwin Morgan Ogo podcast. And you are an eater, an avid eater of the podcast. Today I'm talking about key facts. Key facts. Important facts about salvation. That's all. Key means important. Key means prominent. Key is not just savoir. Essential. This is where our English teacher is here. Essential. Very important facts. And you must know about salvation. Because the best thing that ever happened to you in this life was your salvation. Not that you became a rich man. No, 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 no. No. The best thing that ever happened to you on this earth was your salvation. Not that you had a master's degree or you went to university or you went to Italy. 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 America. No. You're overseas. You're <laughs> overseas. Your best experience in life is that you were saved. Salvation is your best experience. When you experience it, you must understand it. So this morning, I want to help you to understand salvation. Now, when you say, oh, Kwame is saved. Kwame is born again. What has happened to him? What is born again? What is salvation? You need to understand. I am saved. What does it mean? Does it mean that I attend church? For which reason I am saved? No. You need to understand everything about salvation. Now, number one. The first key. The first essential thing about salvation. Number one is that the Bible says that we human beings are sinners by birth. And also by our lives, our lifestyles. Very important. You cannot talk about salvation. That 
Kwame has experienced salvation without the subject of sin. Sin is at the bottom of the subject of salvation. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. Whether you are a prime minister, whether you are a galamse worker, whether you are a housewife, a lawyer, a doctor, student, unemployed, all have sinned. Everybody has sinned. And sin makes you fall short of God's glory. The glory of God that we must see on your life. You never see it because sin always makes you come short. So if the glory of God is at five feet level, sin always keeps you at two feet six. Sin takes beauty from your life. Have you not seen that the girls who are into fornication don't look beautiful? So they have to bleach. They have to get wigs. They must, they, they must get high heels and do all the things to embellish the ugliness of the soul. When you see a boy who is into pornography, who is into stealing, when you see a sinner, you are looking at an inferior version of what he should have been. I want to repeat myself. When you see a sinner, you are looking at an inferior version. To anybody here who is a rascal, ragamuffin, you are into pornography, stealing, Watching pornography till you collapse. Now, 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 if this is the boy, stand up. If this is the boy, then what we are seeing now, come. I'm just using him as an example. Let's, and it's not true. I don't even know him. I don't know your name. I just like you. Yeah. If this boy, you see that somebody said handsome boy, fine boy, huh? yeah, fresh boy, fresh boy. I don't know how a fresh boy looks like. Fresh boy. Wow. What? Fresh boy chupa chops. <laughs> I think somebody should move this, this guy to the back <laughs> Now imagine that this boy Is a sinner Fresh boy, handsome boy He's a sinner He's into stealing Drugs Betting yeah. Betting is one of the big sins Of the soul It reduces your value Now, now if, if this guy is a sinner, eh, it means that what you are looking at 
is a reduced version. It can be nicer. That's what the Bible says. When it says, all have sinned and have fallen short. So the only thing, the only thing that elevates you to the level of God's glory, God's beauty, is the sin nature of your life being attacked and done away with by the blood of Jesus. There is always a before and after. In Mark 5, there was a before and after. A man who was mad, naked, cutting himself with stones, not sitting at one place, out of his mind. He meets Jesus. After that, the Bible says that the people of the town, they came to the man and they saw him sitting down. In his right mind. Clothed. Kabashuta. When you meet Jesus Christ, your life is elevated. You may be poor, but there's beauty on your life. When you see, when you see somebody who doesn't have Christ, sometimes you can see it on his face. You can see that this person is not normal. This person is struggling with demons. Oh, yes. If you are spiritual. So the first thing about salvation is that, is, is that we human beings are sinners. We are sinners. I may be a president. I may own seven companies. I may have the nicest marriage. I may give roses to my wife every morning. Oh yes, there are some men who give roses to their wives every morning. Pastor Hickens is one of such. Listen, listen, listen. Without Jesus Christ, that man is a dangerous person. So salvation deals with the sin problem of your life. That which makes you sin. Salvation doesn't address your poverty issues. We don't get born again to be rich. Jesus Christ did not save us from our poverty. Whenever you hear a pastor say that Jesus saved us from our poverty, you are looking at a con man. It's a con man. May God deliver me from ever making such a statement. If Jesus came to save us from our poverty, then every Christian should be rich. Not metaphorical riches, but literal, physical riches. Your poverty is not what God sees as a problem with you. You may even be poor because of your sinful life. 
Because sin has a way of making you poor. There are many men who were very rich who today are poor in a room somewhere because of sin. Sin can actually make you poor. How much airtime do you use for pornography from 12 midnight to 5? Oh, but the free night calls, does it involve internet also? So, 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 so pornography you pay? Internet midnight bundles. Other one, you don't pay for it. You pay for the day and then the night is free. But you pay. Uh-huh. You pay. How much does it cost to buy a bottle of beer? Five Ghana. He knows everything. What is the what is the gate fee? How much did you pay to enter a nightclub? Sorry. It depends on a nightclub. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You won't pay anything less than 50 Ghana cities to enter a nightclub. Wow. So if you do four nightclubs one night, that's about 200 cities. If it's Friday night, Saturday night, that you have, you've not talked about the beer and all that. Now, all that money, when you get born again, you don't spend that money. So, by being saved, you are saving 1,000 cities a weekend. Yeah. The money you have used for abortions, if you had kept that money, you would have bought a second hand car. I'm saying that. Sometimes, by being saved, you save yourself from poverty. Because when you are a sinner, you waste everything. But Jesus did not come to save you from your poverty. (laughs) Your poverty is not of interest to God. It's It's not God's primary concern about you. If you are poor, you are uneducated, you are ugly, and you are not saved, the number one thing God is concerned about you is not your poverty. It is your sin nature. Jesus Christ does not save us from our our poverty. But when you get born again, you can be rich. Just by living a sensible life, you can be rich. But your poverty is not the object of God's concern. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their poverty. 
sorry he shall save his people from their illiteracy he shall save his people from their doom Jesus saves us from us. Why? Why? Because your real nature, the sinful nature, is responsible for every problem in your life. Thank you. What's your name? Derek. Wow, nice name. What school do you attend? Christ care. Vines care preparatory school. Where's your Bible? It's there. Which center are you in? Medina Center. Who's your center leader? Pastor Abraham. Beautiful. Would you like to be a center leader one day? You'd like to be a center leader one day and preach one day? Yes. Clap your hands for the fresh boy. Go ahead, sit down. My dear friend, today, I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. Yes. We are sinners by nature. You are bad by nature. You are bad by nature. So when we say salvation, it means that something has been done about your sin nature. Not that something has been done about the English you don't pass. Or about the math. Oh, but you can, when you get born again, it can affect your marks. Being born again can affect your performance in school because it only makes you unavailable to all the nonsense you would have done to waste your time. So you are now settled down, you study, and you pass. But Jesus did not come to save you from failing wasi. So that's the first thing you must know about your salvation. That by our birth, by our lifestyles, we are naturally... Listen, girls, 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 don't fall in love. A lot of girls fall in love with fools. Don't fall in love with someone who is not born again. You are going to destroy your life. Don't, don't, it's not cute, though. It's not cute to be in love with a guy who is smooth, who is fast, but is not born again. You are just setting yourself up for tragedies. Tragedies. Guys, don't fall in love with a girl with long hair and nice teeth and long legs and nice body. You are only falling in love with a witch. Make sure that the people in your life are born again. Because if the person is not born again, then you are, you, are, you, are, you are in contact with a dangerous person because sin is dangerous. You know, when somebody is a sinner, it means everything is possible with him. He can kill you. 
he can marry you and chase this one and add this one and bracket this one and multiply this one. The only correct person in your life. Look, never trust anyone. If you are married right now to a person whose salvation you are not sure of, you are married to a dangerous person. You can never know what he is into. Can never know what he is into. The only thing that controls us is the Jesus we give our lives. That's why we call him Master. He's my master. He's my savior. He's my Lord. Jesus. If he's not in your life, anything is possible. If you've not done it yet, it means you've not done it yet. (laughs) He has not added a woman to you yet. He has not beaten you But at the right time It's like a crocodile You can feed a crocodile for 20 years It it may never bite you But it has not eaten you up yet If you go on YouTube, you'll see A man, the man, who, President Hofwe Boain in Ivory Coast, he had a crocodile pond in front of his house. He was using it for other things. But, but, there was a man whose job was to feed the crocodiles. And how did he do it? He always would come in the morning, I don't know whether it's morning or afternoon, he would come, you see, if he was the, if he, you see, with maybe a fowl or meat just comes and puts it there and five years two years seven years ten years fifteen years but one day it's on the internet the same crocodile the same man i said if a lion is around you and has not eaten you it means it has not eaten you yet But if the lion's eating nature is changed, it can be with you eternally. So one of the hallmarks of eternity is that the lion will lie with the lamb. One fine day, this same man, after how many years of feeding these animals, also came with meats. And fowls and things. Sharing. Have this. Have this. Have this. He came to this one. Have it now. Open the mouth and pow! And crocodiles have the strongest bites. The strongest. There's no animal on it whose bite is as strong as a crocodile. Bite. The snap. And took the man's leg. The same man. He had fed them for years. But they had not eaten him yet. 
those of you who are fooling with unbelievers. So, he's a nice guy. He, he treats me well. He has not messed you up yet. He's a crocodile. So, he's a what? Crocodile. It may take 10 years. It may take 7 years. But surely, one day, he will snap. And he dragged the man properly into the water. The rest is on the internet. Beware of sin. That's why when we live our lives, we try to ensure that that tendency, and it is in us, it is part of us. Like I said last week, nobody teaches her son how to steal milk. No one teaches their daughter how to lie. It's part of us. That's why Jesus Christ, Matthew 1.21, he came to save us. So, so don't allow those teachings into your home. No matter who he is. No matter how, whether he's a rich pastor or he's a, yeah, yeah, he has built a big church. Read your Bible. Jesus does not save us from poverty. If you are born again and you are poor, know that your poverty is also another problem to be solved. But that's not why Jesus didn't come from heaven to save us from poverty. He came to save his people from what? Illiteracy. Sorry. From what? From what? Bad roads. From what? Bad African leadership. So that's the first thing. Know that we are sinners by nature. We are bad by nature. And the key verse is Romans 3, 23. Oh! Including the guy who came to kneel down with a rose. Don't forget, as he's kneeling down in front of you, he has knelt down in front of other women. His knees are black from kneeling down. Number two. The Bible teaches us that the good things we do are seen as filthy rags that cannot please God. The good things we do, the good things we do are seen as filthy rags by God. Isaiah 64 verse 6. Watch out for a guy who is not born again but gives you fried rice every day. Gives you chocolates. Calls you and, and sings for you to sleep. He's still a crocodile. But we are all as unclean things. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. It's filthy because any attempt, any attempt, to use your works to replace the works of Jesus Christ makes God a fool. And he doesn't like to be made a fool. He sent a son from heaven to die 
shed his blood for you to believe in him. To have the righteousness of God. And you are saying that you don't need that cross. But you are good already. Because you have not sinned. You don't fornicate. You are a virgin. You don't watch pornography. You don't masturbate. You don't steal. You don't lie. It's those who lie, who steal, who need Jesus. But you don't steal. You are, you are actually a virgin. And, and a lot of the virgins now are all technical virgins. Most of the virgins today are technical. It means that they have truly, technically, not slept with any man. Technically. Whatever sleeping with a man means. That they have not technically done that. But you go into their memory box. Go into their imaginations. Go into their internet search history. So you see a boy. You say, I've not slept with any girl before. It is true. But he's just a technical virgin. Don't be impressed with people who frown at being born again. Like they laugh at it. And the next day, he's going to give money to orphans. The next week, he's going to help somebody's school fees, pay somebody's school fees. He has lived with his wife for 48 years, doesn't have any girlfriend. He's a good man, but doesn't want to be born again. Remember that that man's goodness is filthy for God. Because he is essentially saying that Jesus' death and the shedding of his blood are unnecessary. So it's a waste of time. And when somebody, listen, when somebody, this is just by the way, when somebody goes out of his way to be very nice to you, to be very kind to you, the person's phone, the screen is broken. His phone screen is broken, but he's able to buy you a new phone. Be very careful not to treat it lightly. Be very, very careful. Because there's no fool on earth. Nobody's a fool. Nobody's a fool. When God goes out of his way, I'm I'm hoping that you will have a vision one day of heaven. If you never have it, read about people who have been to heaven. The beauty of heaven, the splendor of heaven, the majesty. And while God was still there, he thought about you in Nima. And how sin was destroying you. How you had no power over sin. And he looked around and said, who can I send to die and shed his blood? God doesn't need it. But he just loved the world. So he sent his only begotten son. 
And when that God sent his son, and you say you don't need that son because you are a virgin, because you don't steal, because you have never lied before, you don't need that Christ, then you are filthy to God. So when it comes to salvation, we don't talk about our good deeds. And I'm also now sounding a warning to school prefects. Anybody who has been a school prefect before, those type of guys, smooth guys, the teachers like them. And so be very careful, school prefects. The people who should be careful are school prefects, virgins, people who wear glasses, who speak good English. Be very careful. Because when you wear glasses, you look very executive and very, very uh, controlled. (laughs) Dignified and cool. Beware of women who wear glasses. They feel cool. They feel cute. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to salvation, it's not about what you've done or what you've not done. You are a sinner by birth. Therefore, only the blood of Jesus has power to wash you, has power to change you, has power to make you what you ought to be. Only the blood of Jesus, not your determination not to sin. When it comes to salvation, we smokers have to receive Jesus. School prefects have to receive Jesus. Virgins like you have to receive Jesus. People who have not lied before. Because it's not about what you've not done or done. It's your potential. It is a part of you. The fact that you've not done it means that you've not done it yet. That's why Jesus Christ said it. I now, see, today is the first time I am understanding the words of Christ. That verse, he said, the publicans and the harlots are entering in before you. He looked at the face of the pastors, the scribes, and he told them, he said, the publicans and the harlots, if you can find it for me, are entering in before you. Do you know why? Because the publicans, the sinners, and the harlots, they know. She knew that last night she had seven men. One went for four rounds. Three of them had two rounds. The rest had only one. She came home with 680 Ghana cities. She knows it's bad. She shouldn't do that. So when you say you are a sinner, she kneels down right now. So verily I say to you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before. That is many of you armed robbers will enter heaven and you have not entered heaven. You are in the choir singing but you have not entered heaven. Yes. You are fornicating once in three months. And you think because you are wearing a green skirt and white blouse to sing, you are pure. 
So the, the armed robbers, they, they know that what he did last night was bad. So they are entering before you. That's why I'm saying that when it comes to salvation, don't say that you are not a harlot, you are not a publican, you are not a liar. Whatever you are, just bow your knees and receive Jesus as your personal savior. Because it's not about what you've done or what you've not done. It's just because you've not done it yet. Number three. Fact. What's the first fact about your salvation? Number one is what? The Bible says that we human beings are sinners by birth and by our lifestyles. Romans 3.23 Key fact number two. The ba- one goal the Bible teaches that the good things we do are seen as filthy. That cannot please God. You are using your virginity to reject my offer of salvation. And you're rather pointing to this one that she's a harlot. We we should we should come and preach to her and we should leave you. What makes you think that you are better than this one? Are both of you not crocodiles? And Jesus came to save crocodiles. You know, it's not it's not, it's not about whether the crocodile has eaten a, a, a cow before. Are you a crocodile? Then receive salvation. Number three, we can never be holy enough because we were conceived in sin. We can never be holy enough. And the Bible says that without holiness, no man can see God. Without what? There are some important people, you need something to see them, an appointment. You come to the office and say, I would like to see uh, 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 um, Colonel Dr. Nyakon. He's like, you ask you, do you have an appointment? <laughs> it's only in the church that you can talk to him like that. You attempt to see him in his office. You know protocol. Follow peace with all men and Holiness, without which no man. So if you don't have holiness, you are cut off. (laughs) Anybody you know who is close to God has holiness. I want to repeat myself because I'm ending. If you ever find a woman who is close to God, like your auntie, like your grandmother, like your sister, like that lady pastor, who is close to God, like this is this white, so let's say this is God, God wears white, and say, this girl is close to God, it means that she has holiness. 
God. Without holiness, no man. Is this in the Bible? No man. Anybody who sees God must have holiness. He is too pure to have a rotten man like you come to him. So the question we ask before we close is, how then do we become holy? If we need holiness, how then? How can I be holy? That's where we start. That I can be holy. I don't fornicate. I've been married for seven years. I've not touched any other woman. I'm holy. I don't steal. I've never stolen money before. I've never looked at a woman lustfully before. So I'm holy. Psalm 51, verse 2, verse 5. Behold, I was shaping. Did I read this verse last week? Behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So, your shape if you have not met Jesus Christ, your shape is an iniquitous shape. Like when you see this boy, no matter how nice he looks, he's bad. <laughs> no man, there's nothing you can do to be holy enough. Why? Because we were conceived in sin. Put down number three. Point number three again. Key fact number three. One goal. I can't hear you. It's difficult to hear you. I'm surprised. One goal. So, don't come up with I have done this, I have not done this, I have not done this. Holiness is not attained by things you have not done or things you have done or things you have not done. Holiness is imputed to you. It's, 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 it's part of your salvation. No man Never say you are holy because you have not smoked before. God's definition of holiness is far bigger than what you have done and what you have not done. And by the way, you are essentially a sinner. And when God sees you, he sees your nature, your sinful. Come, sir. Come. 
Yes. Oh, you, you are wearing a mask. Uh, it's okay. Uh, sir, can you please come? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is this a white shirt? Is it, is it white enough? Is it white enough? Is the shirt is wearing white enough? Okay. Which means that it doesn't have red. Does it have green? Does the shirt have green? Does it have blue? Does it have brown? Is it white? Pure white? You two come. Come and stand here. You two come and stand here. Is this white? So if holiness is the absence of any color apart from white, who is holy? Holiness means no red, no green, no black, no orange, no pink. Which of the two is holy? The one on your right is white. So this man, we can't even find white. Orange, black, some small one, the small one to frighten the demons. So this man, black is murder. Brown is fornication. Orange is pornography. What other color is there? Pink. Pink for what? Abortions he has paid for. Because some of you are saying you owe abortions because girls have done abortions caused by you. So this man is full of... So he's not holy, not so. So when we human beings come and we are judging... Who is holy? Mommy, can you choose who is holy among them, these two? Who is holy? This one in white. Who is not holy? Which of them is not holy? The one, the colors, colors one. Colors, colors. Colors, colors. But what you don't know is that you are saying this is white because of the sunlight you are using. If you throw ultraviolet light on the set, you see girls' fingerprints. You see abortion blood. I said, you see lipstick marks on the set. It's because of the type of light you are using. God doesn't use sunlight to judge us. God has his own type of light. So when men are saying you are holy, what you don't know is that God sees the absence of color on yourself doesn't mean you are holy. It is a nature God has to put in you that makes you holy. Because if we use another type of light, you see that this guy said it's dirty as he stands here. So we don't use no fornication, no adultery, no pornography to mean we are holy. We are holy because we have received Jesus Christ and his blood has washed us from 
It is men. School prefects. Virgins. Virgins. Stop saying you are holy. And be serious about the holiness God gives. Stop saying that your high man is intact. So you are holy. Or you went to Wesley Girls. So you are holy. All these are man's standards. That's how we catch thieves. Those who do forensics, they've got chemical spray. They can spray it here. You can say, oh, there's no footprints here. But you can spray something here through a certain light. You see foot marks. That's how they catch thieves. It's the same. This shoe in your garage, the under, is the same shoe. It matches the size. Everything is here. So what people are using their naked eyes to judge cannot be God's judgment. We seek God's judgment when we have fulfilled the criteria of receiving Jesus and his blood. We don't use key soap to wash our sins. We don't use parazone to wash our sins. We don't use good deeds to wash our sins. If you have not made contact with the blood of Jesus to wash your sins by faith, you can never be holy. And if you don't have holiness, you can't see God. And we get holiness from Jesus. From his blood. It washes us. It washes us. Oh yes, when we get born again, we must not steal. We must not fornicate. We, but there are many do not when you are born again. But we don't use that to say because God doesn't see this person as correct. Because the, the light he's coming with is far more sophisticated than sunlight. Which has only how many colors? Is it seven colors? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. What are you talking about? The spectrum of colors in God's light is more than a million. So don't be happy that men see you as a good girl. Does God see you as a good girl? And finally, clap your hands for them. You are holy in Christ. Okay? You are also holy. Finally, there are eight points, but we are doing four today and God willing, four tomorrow. Take your book. Number four. The Bible tells us that none of us can receive salvation by doing anything in particular. The, let's all read one go. Now, 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 you should be able to take these points 
and teach somebody also. How many of you can now teach at least the first three points? You can, you can tell somebody something about sin, about man's good deeds and holiness. Can I see your hand? Yes. You must have it. And today, it says, the Bible says that no one, we don't receive salvation by paying money. You don't receive salvation by washing the pastor's clothes. By cleaning the pastor's car. Salvation never, never, never let anyone fool you into buying salvation. Ephesians 2 chapter 8. uh, Chapter 2 verse 8. Ephesians 2 8. For by grace are you saved. Through faith. All you have to do is to have faith. Is to believe that you are a sinner and that Jesus died to save you from your sins. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourself. There is nothing about you that gives you salvation. And it ends by saying, it is the gift of God. This morning, if you find Esther and she tells you she's saved, know for sure she did not pay for it. So you too can be saved. You don't have to. Can you imagine if we were to pay for salvation? I mean, some of you, the things you have done, I don't know how much money we can spend. What currency? Is it dollars or pounds sterling? Or see this. I said, if we were to pay money to be saved, how much? Some of you, the money you must pay hasn't been made in in the world. Because you are bad. (laughs) But thank God, you don't need money. You don't need to go to the university. You don't need to be educated. You don't need to live in East Legon. You don't need to drive a car. You don't need to go to Wesley Girls. You don't need to go to St. Peter's. Whatever. Just as you are. Just as you are. Jesus loves you. And he gives you his free gift. Get it. And be saved. And this morning, as many as want that gift can receive salvation. Stand to your feet. Everyone is standing. Clap your hands for Jesus. It's free. Free. Say it's free. It's free. Say it's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. So because it is free, can we clap our hands and thank God for free salvation? Can you imagine if you were to pay for your salvation? If you were to pay, clap your hands for Jesus. Look at the things you have done. That you are now a church mother wearing blue. Can you clap your hands? Is it possible? Say, Jesus, I thank you. Keep clapping. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep clapping. Free. It is the gift of God. Jesus. It's a gift. It's a gift. 
you don't need to weed one acre farm before you are saved. You don't need to wash the bishop's set before you are saved. Oh, can you clap your hands that just as you are free, free, beautiful. Keep clapping. It's exciting. Free salvation. Free salvation. Free salvation. Ah, I'm so happy. I was 16 years old when I got born again. Where was I going to find that money to pay for smoking three packets of cigarettes a day at age at 13? The pornography I have watched, I don't know which printing press can produce it. But Jesus came and said, look at you. You are useless anyway. Look at me today. I'm a pastor preaching. Free. I said, imagine I had to buy my salvation at age 16. That was the Can you clap your hands? Or, or, it doesn't impress you. Some of you girls, you've gone to lie on abortion tables and all kinds of things has been done to your inside. Clap your hands for Jesus. And today, I need you to bow your heads because somebody wants to receive that gift of salvation. If you can bow down your heads. I want to pray for somebody who wants to receive the gifts, the free gifts of salvation. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, I want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to receive Jesus Christ, just stand up and lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Yes, I see your hand. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I, want to, I don't want to pay. I'm happy to know that we don't pay money. Pastor, please help me to receive those gifts. That's why I came to church. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lift your hands if you want to receive the salvation. This free gifts. Free salvation. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Free. And if your hand is up, wherever you are standing, I can see you. I see you. I see you. Your hand is up. I see your hand. I see you. I want you now. Take your Bible. Take your book. Take your pen and come to me in front here. Let's do the work here. Let's do it here. Let's do it here. Come. Come. Clap your hands for them as they come. Come. Come on. That's why. Come on. It doesn't matter whether you have stolen or whether you stole it or you not stole it. You are not in my Come Come to Jesus. Forever God is glorified. Beautiful.
receive. Free. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. Beautiful. It's free. It's free. Little boys can be saved. Little girls can be saved. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. not about what you have not done or what you have done. No. Because the light God is using is a different type of light. It sees more smudges and stains and blotches and blots than your eyes can see. Lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Say, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I am bad. I am bad. My soul, my soul is bad, is bad. But I thank you, but I thank you for the good news I've heard today. For the good news I've heard today. I've heard your word. I've heard your word. I've heard your word. I've heard your word. That you love me. That you love me. That you love me. That you love me. And you sent your son. And you sent your son to die for me. To die for me. Today, today, I believe, I believe that my sins, that my sins can be washed, can be washed by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. I believe, I believe that I can start, that I can start a new life, a new life of holiness, of holiness through God, through God and His Son Jesus Christ. Son Jesus Christ. Today, today, I accept Jesus Christ. I accept Jesus Christ as my master, as my master to control me, to control me as my Lord, as my Lord to rule over me, to rule over me, and as my Savior, and as my Savior to save me, to save me not from my poverty, not from my poverty, but from my sins, not from my sins. Today, today, I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Savior. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Jesus. I'm in Jesus. I will stay here. I'll stay here. I will grow. I'll grow. To be beautiful. To be beautiful. The glory. The glory. That I fell short of. That I fell short of. Because of sin. Because of sin. Today. Today. Sin has been broken. Sin has been broken. The power of sin. The power of sin. Has been dealt with. Has been dealt with. I'm ready. I'm ready. To experience the glory of God. Experience the glory of God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. For a new beauty for a new beauty a new life a new life i'm about to experience i'm about to experience thank you thank you for my salvation for my salvation in jesus name in jesus name amen amen Lord, i pray for these ones i thank you for the virgins among them and I thank you for the prostitutes among them, the fornicators among them, the dirty among them. All of us qualify by reason of our beds to receive salvation. Lord, I pray that you keep these ones. Help them to walk, to walk, to walk, to walk, to, walk, to 
continue. To continue. Let this prayer not mark the end of their experience with you. But let it rather mark the beginning of a wonderful experience with you. Lord, as I did this about 40 years ago, in 40 years time, 40 years from today, let these ones be talking about their salvation, their experience. Amen. Do it for them. Yes. For the rest of their life. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands. Now, please listen carefully. You see the pastors there? Can you see them? They are waving their hands. Okay. They are very important. Why? Because they represent some pastors who are going to take care of you. To visit you, call you, share a verse with you, pray for you, pray with you, bring you to church. And also in this church, we don't believe in only Sunday church. No. So we have centers and they will invite you to some centers, a center. Everybody will have a center where you can go and worship with the whether they are in the dark. I hope you are not too big to fellowship in a dark place where it's like you're having a wakeeping. Are you humble enough to be there? Very good. So they will call you. Some of the center services will be classrooms, uncompleted buildings, under trees, people's verandas. But join them. Fellowship with them there. And then on Sunday, all of us will come here as a crowd and rejoice. So these pastors are going to know you and help you to meet the pastors who are going to take care of you. So I want to kindly ask you two minutes. Kindly go with them this way. Clap your hands for them. for little boys and girls keep clapping for them beautiful don't stop clapping your hands came to church now i want to ask center leaders to always help your members to uh, to bring their communion to church because it's a very important part of the service and sometimes i speak we, we stopped serving communion because of coronavirus but when you bring yours from home it it helps you to take part to be a part of what we are doing in obedience to Christ. Yes. It's a miracle meal we are about to enjoy. 
So take out your bread if you brought your bread. If you didn't bring your communion, still lift your hands. We are praying together anyway. Lift your bread. Take your bread. And lift it up. Lift it up. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As I eat this, as I eat this, I'm joined to the body. I'm joined to the body. No demon can take me from the church. No demon can take me from the. Oh, church. say no demon can take me from the church. No demon can take me from the. Church. Say the healing in the body is mine. The healing in the body is mine. Blessings in the body are mine. Blessings in the body are mine. Prosperity in the body is mine. Prosperity in the body. Is as mine. I eat this, as I eat this, I'm supernaturally charged. I'm supernaturally charge to live for god to live for god thank you jesus thank you jesus for my salvation for my salvation by this bread by this bread i'm joined i'm joined to the body of christ to the body of christ the body of christ the body of the body of christ the body of christ let's eat it Paul calls this the cup of blessing. As you drink it, every curse on your life is broken. The curse in your family, Mm. the curse in your background, the curse from the things you've done, anything that is a curse that is haunting you, chasing you, today, Today, this cup of blessing neutralizes a curse. Amen. I declare a curse is broken. Amen. Where there was sickness, Jesus, you are receiving healing. Healing. Where there was pain, you are receiving relief. Relief. Where there was confusion, Jesus. Peace. Peace. Receive peace. I receive it. Receive peace. I receive it. Because of the blood. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink it. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. This week, this week, this week, prophesy. It's a week of deliverance from evil. Amen. New doors are opening this week. Amen. New blessings are coming your way this Amen. week. Amen. Ah, by the time we return next Sunday, God willing, Deep you would have improved and gone higher in your spiritual walk Amen. with God. Receive the ministry of angels. I Angels, 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 angels. They'll be on your left. Yes. They'll be on your right. On my right. They'll pull you out of the fire. They will cause favor to appear. Amen. Anyone here who has a boss, a superior, the bread you have eaten is imputing supernatural favor. Favor. When they are looking for someone to bless, they will look for you. Amen. When they are looking for someone to promote, they will look for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You will come back next week with testimonies. Testimonies. 
I said, you come back next week with testimonies. Testimonies. And experience the goodness of the Lord. Jesus. In the land of the living. Clap your hands for Jesus. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful.